Well, welcome everyone to another podcast with Lash. Uh, today, we are so excited to have Harriet Hunt back on our podcast. Uh, we previously featured on a podcast episode called NASA Worthy. So if you haven't uh, listened to that, definitely check that out before you listen to this one or after, um, I guess we don't care. So <laughs> yeah. Then also make sure to stay to the very end of this podcast where we will we be playing a special game with Harriet. So we're pretty excited about that. That's right, Harriet. We didn't tell you, but you're on a game show at the end of the podcast. <laughs> Hopefully that's okay. Um, so Harriet, we're like really excited to hear what new things you've been up to um, because it's been almost one or maybe it has been over a calendar year now since uh we talked because i think we talked to you i think it was like two days before we left for our florida trip right Haley? so then that was like somewhere in april so yeah so it's been almost the calendar year so we're looking forward to hearing um what the end of graduation brings for you and what you've been up to but before we do that it's time for totally natural banter so Haley, what's our question of the day (laughs) all right our question today is if animals could talk, which one would be the rudest? We want to know. And we've made up a rule for you. Uh, there's going to be so many rules for you in this, <laughs> in this episode. The rule is that since parrots technically already talk, you can't say parrot. <laughs> See, that's, oh, that puts me in a, like, tough spot now because I would have said birds because obviously I own a bird and she's like the meanest little thing ever but (laughs) um I'm trying to think of a a better answer I mean cats are really sassy but that's like a basic answer you know um I feel like um like I used to own a lizard and she would always just give me this like little side eye look and like bite my fingers. And I feel like they would be the meanest, but I don't know if that's just (laughs) kind of a weird answer, but. No, I like that answer. I don't have a lot of, um, I haven't been in a lot of relationships with lizards, so I can't, yeah, can't speak to that one. I I thought the same thing as you though, Harry. I thought, okay, I'm going to say cat, but then I was like, everyone's going to say cat. So now I have to think of something too. Haley, what do you think? I don't know. I was thinking like chipmunks for some reason, but I don't have, or not, not chipmunks, not chipmunks. Those are probably the nicest animals. Their counterpart squirrels. <laughs> I was thinking squirrels would be mean. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So I'm going to steal your answer because actually like two days ago, I was outside with my cats and one of my cats, Leo, who is a girl, she was like in the like the the squirrel hood of our backyard like that's where they like hang out and they're all fat even though like the winters are crazy here because they're like really well fed and this squirrel the only way to put it was like saw leo got chased by leo up this tree and like cursed her out in squirrel i swear to you she was like at the or he (laughs) whatever the squirrel was it's probably a mom squirrel was at the top of the tree like cursing out my cat like chirping so loud and like wouldn't stop and I think I think you're right Ailey I think squirrels are yeah there you go yeah we we used to have a tree house in my backyard growing up um and there was every year like the same generation or like family of squirrels 
would live above the treehouse um, and on our deck we'd like do barbecues and grill out there and these squirrels would throw their like nuts and acorns down at us like on purpose <laughs> well, wow. simultaneously across the board squirrels are the rudest animal <laughs> lash podcast <laughs> acclaims yeah claims yeah official claim official claim uh squirrels are the worst and they are rude mm-hmm. let me not say that too loud because they're out there <laughs> <laughs> they're listening they listen yeah. to this podcast <laughs> <laughs> okay. oh, well that was really great that was awesome hey it's Haley and syra we hope you enjoy this literal episode <laughs> uh anyways let's get right into it harriet let's just start off like what have you been up to since we last spoke? Um, we f- have been following you on your Instagram. And so we know you you've remember been us. Up- <laughs> <laughs> I literally like, once you said it's been a year since we last, like had our first podcast, like remembering that, like, oh my gosh, I remember sitting in my old apartment that I don't live in anymore doing this podcast. But <laughs> I mean, I don't know what have I been up to. It's senior year now, so I feel like right now I'm a little stressed out just about graduation and finishing things off, Um, but I'm excited because uh, this summer I'm going to be interning at a startup called Astronus, um, which is based in San Francisco, um, and they build internet satellites, and then after that I start my full-time job at NASA, so... So you have to do an internship once more before you start your full-time job. Does your school end? What, what, what time does your school year actually end? So I uh, finished school May 14th, um, which is, so I'm actually doing an internship right now too, um, like currently, and that internship ends May 13th, and then my school ends May 14th. Um, and then I moved to California for my internship. Um, and then internship ends August 12th and my full-time job starts August 15th. Um, so the, (laughs) the reason I have an internship for the summer is because I thought I was going to go to grad school. Um, so I was like, Oh, I'll just do an internship before grad school starts. Uh, and then I decided not to go to grad school. So now I'm just like, a workaholic I guess wow so first of all thank you for squeezing us in because holy crap just gonna say that like no other guest uh that we talked to should should say that they're busier than Harriet (laughs) so (laughs) thank you so much for still squeezing us in yeah so um we want to know obviously the question on everyone's lips that knows that you have my cat is walking around. Um, that knows that you have this upcoming um, full-time position at NASA is how did they uh, extend you the position? I mean, did, is this something you formally apply for? Is it something that during your last internship, they were like, hey, like, let's talk about this. Um, hopefully you guys can't hear that. She's scratching my, the legs of my desk. Um, or did they, is this, yeah, like, so you formally applied for it or did they come to you and ask you, hey, like, let's have this conversation about what your next steps are after graduation and what is your role going to be like? 
Yeah, so I actually just applied um, online. I found the online listing. I've, and I've actually I've applied to the job in the past, too. Um, I think I applied for it like five months ago um, and never heard back. And then I found the job posting again and um, was like, you know, the job posting was for uh, to be a NASA flight controller. Um, and that was like always been my dream job, like working in mission control at NASA. So I applied online, um, got an email inviting me to interview, which I remember I was like sitting on my couch and I got that email and I was like, holy crap, this is the best day ever. And um, went through like three rounds of interviews. Um and then I got the phone call that I was offered the job. Um, I literally <laughs> like cried after. I remember on the phone, the woman um, who had been interviewing me and who called me was so nice. And she was like, oh, I extend you job offer. And I was like, are you serious? <laughs> and she's like laughing. She's like, yes, I'm serious. But um, yeah, so after I decided I mean when I got that call I knew that I was definitely not going to go to grad school anymore because I couldn't pass up you know like my job but um it's basically like job title is going to be like Cronus flight controller trainee um so in mission control there are like these different consoles um that control like different areas of like the international space station so the Cronus one um let me like look up what it stands for because I always forget because it's super long um but uh yeah so the the console I'm working on which is communication radio frequency onboard network utilization specialist so basically um it handles uh all the like commanding like data um like uplinking data um the computers on board the International Space Station, um, the caution and warning system, which is like the system that warns all the astronauts if there's something going wrong. Um, And so it's like, it's like one of the 24-7 operated, like 365, 24-7 operated um, consoles. So it's like a super vital one. Um, And I didn't know at the time, like when I applied online, I didn't know which console I was interviewing for so it was kind of a surprise um and like yeah I don't know I'm sorry I just blabbed a little but like I'm very excited no that's I mean it's I was just I think we're gonna ask the same question like what are you doing like in your specific podcast we don't both need to do it <laughs> the same break. yeah definitely that's what I was gonna ask so um, the first 18 months or so of the job are actually just training. Um, so they train you on uh, like, well, there's basic training that's like how to work with other people because when you're on console um, and you're like have the headset on, like you have to communicate with all the other console um, people, all the astronauts um, and like the flight director Um And then they do trainings over um, like how to handle any emergencies. So like, honestly, like, I don't know, say if like the cameras shut off or the computers stop working on board, like, how do you handle that? Um, And then like day to day, um, 
like complete training um and if I like if I successfully complete the training and become a actual like flight controller um then day-to-day would be like manning the station sending um uplinking data to the actual international space station and um making sure that the um all the commands are going to the right subsystems. Um, And then also part of the job I've kind of read about is uh, that basically the Cronus console has to provide like IT support to the astronauts. So if they're having trouble with their, like the laptops that they have on board, then um, they can like talk to us and try and like configure it. Um, But basically it runs my position would be running all the communication systems, um, like audio systems, video systems, um, and whatnot. Um, so it's like a lot of looking at computers, um, and pressing buttons to send data, but, uh, also you get the opportunity to train the astronauts, um, because, uh, basically the flight controllers are supposed to be the experts in their area, um, so before astronauts go to the International Space Station, the flight controllers kind of train them on their module uh, and tell them like what they need to know. This sounds like, like, this is where you want to land when you get to NASA. Like this is like, I can picture you like in a movie, like where, where you got all those people like sitting at computers, looking at like the spaceship that's like, <laughs> like flying on the big screen. Like, this is where I picture you in. Like, you're sitting in the big room. (laughs) Yeah, that is kind of, like, what it is. I mean, it's, like, literally the Mission Control Center. But, um, yeah, I I have to go through trainings and whatnot for a long time before I actually get to, like, sit in there. Um, So I don't know exactly what that's going to look like, but I'm excited to find out. You know, I asked her, like, how I should prepare for the job, and she's like, there's no real way to prepare just get here and get trained um so we'll see how it goes so where exactly is that location so it's at nasa's johnson space center in houston texas okay so you'll have to move to texas then yeah gotcha what's like the the workup for that job so like if you start at this position is that kind of like is it so complex that there's like always new different things for you to do or is there like a like a natural path of progression starting from that position or like what's your plan after you get there that's a good question I was I honestly was kind of like wondering thing because um when I like first got the job because um they're definitely looking for like young faces for flight controllers. Um, and so I actually asked someone, I, I know someone who is currently um, a flight controller down there. And I asked him what the future prospects were career-wise for someone who starts out as a flight controller. Um, and he said that basically a few people could become flight directors. So the flight director is like the person who's in charge of the entire mission control. Um, But that also the job itself, um, like the flight controller position is like very similar to a systems engineering position. And it puts, there's like a lot of overlap between those. Um, So um, 
like basically since you'll be gaining like a lot of skills in like verbal communication teamwork and like um like problem solving and working in like complex systems and environments um I think that when it comes time to like leave the position I would probably go to like a systems position or something similar um but there's also um like when a lot of people think of mission control they think of NASA um but like SpaceX has their own like mission control centers and whatnot um so there's always like opportunities there too nice I was wondering if we could go back kind of to like your interview process so you said it was a three-day interview or sorry um, three part yeah, three yeah so the first was just kind of a casual phone call um and I was just like talking a little bit about like my interests and my experience um and then I had like a more um like serious phone call where it was like actually like talk to me in detail about like times you've worked like in a team and whatnot um and then I had uh, a technical presentation interview so I decided she said it was very open-ended like I could present on any technical topic um of my choice and um so I just set up a presentation about my NASA MicroGenex project from 2019 um and uh like talked about the tool, um, talked about like my, my duties and responsibilities as a sub team lead and like how I handled working with the team. And there were like seven people on the phone call. So it was a little scary, but, um, like I, I mean, obviously it went really well. I felt really great after it. Um, and it was just cool to present like a topic that I loved so much to all these like flight controllers and people who have like my dream job um and so that was a really awesome experience and they asked me a lot of tough questions it was like over it was like an hour and a half interview um but it was really fun um and then a week later is when I got the call so it was really exciting wow so when you got this call did she have any like insight as to why they picked you, what they liked about you, what you did well? Um, I don't, (laughs) so I don't really remember exactly what she said, because I think like as soon as she said that I got the job, I kind of blanked out a little, like, (laughs) yeah, I was like too excited. I know that like, um, I think that like something that I did well was that I talked about, um, like experiences and how I handled um, like working with other people when something goes wrong. Um, And I think that like, that's an important trait they're looking for because to be a flight controller, you have to be kind of quick thinking and like work on your feet um, and like make decisions fast. Uh, And I think they're looking for someone who understands that it's not, always about you know how much technical knowledge you have but sometimes it's about how you handle the situations with other people um like in a high stress environment um so I think that like the way I presented my technical presentation is I didn't focus on the technical aspects of the tool like I talked about you know 
how we built it, what it was made out of the manufacturing process, but I focused more on like the human side of things and like my behavior in response to like design changes and like problems that came up, um, which I think was like probably like a point in favor for me. Nice. Yeah, that's so, that's so smart. It's a good idea. Yeah. I know that um, I, so I had to just recently conduct some mock interviews with some young men in the program that I just graduated from. And so they are, I think most of them are juniors. And the, the main thing that they kind of all had to ask me was like, well, what do you do if you feel like you're not prepared enough for the position? And so I said, technical experience is like really important, but I think people want to know, you know, can you like, do you pass the vibe test? And it sounds like that's what you did is like, you passed the vibe test. It's like, this person's going to be not the worst to work with. I think that's so important. Yeah. And like, like being confident, even if you don't like necessarily, I mean, cause I didn't think I was qualified for this job. So like, that's exactly how I was like thinking as I was like, well, I'm going to like put forth, like show them that I'm like, you know, I'm here and I'm ready to learn. Um, and that's like what matters the most. That's so interesting. Go- going back to the, you know, not feeling qualified. Um, I don't know. Like, it just makes me think about like how women do that to ourselves. We kind of think we're not qualified for something, especially since you've had a NASA internship. <laughs> um so but yeah I don't know I I think it's really cool and um yeah we're happy for you that you have the job and yeah yeah I saw when I saw your post on Instagram I screenshotted it and I sent it to Haley and I was like Harriet did it like so we're like celebrating for you so just know that there's people out there that are like you know celebrating your success because like you are taking chances and you're 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 inspiring people that maybe you don't even realize that you are so that's awesome yeah. And shifting gears more to that, we want to talk about like, so your, your platform now. So we've seen, you know, lots of posts and, and uh, questionnaires and all that stuff. So we just want to, we just want to know, like, how did you, like, what keeps you motivated to inspire other people um, using your platform? And how are you using it to inspire people? What are some different ways? Yeah. Um, I guess like, something that can answer like both those questions is like um I've had a couple teachers reach out to me and ask me to speak uh to their classrooms or um like I had one guy who does like an after school program at a library reach out to me um and so I did those talks um and it's always I always get really nervous for some reason when I'm talking to kids because like kids can be really judgmental, I guess. And I'm always like worried that like, oh, they're not going to be interested in what I have to say. But every single time, like I do those um, talks, the kids are always like, oh my gosh, you work at NASA, like you do rocket science. And it's such a great feeling to like, I'm like, yeah, like it's exciting. Like, and I like to um, like, I feel like I'm inspiring them because I'm saying, you know, I'm doing something really cool and it's really easy. Here's how you can get involved. Um, And just kind of like opening up that like opportunity and making them realize that it's not that far fetched, that they could do that too, if they wanted to. 
Um, and I think that kind of keeps going to post on my platform. Um, I just, I really love when the teachers reach out to me because like doing the classroom visits, even though they're always virtual, it's just really exciting. Um, and it's nice to see like the little kids like smile and like, I love when I have um, time at the end for them to ask questions. And they always, these kids, they know more than me. They always ask such like intense questions about like um, astronomy and like the sun and the moon and Mars. And I always, I'm like, I don't know the answer because I'm just an engineer and I don't know that much about space itself, but it's really fun to see their little brains like working and their gears turning. Um, so I think that, that what's, that's what keeps me uh, like wanting to post. That's interesting. And Harriet, can you just remind us when you graduate in literally a couple weeks, what degree will you have graduated with? A Bachelor of Science in Aerospace Engineering. Gotcha. Yeah, I also do. Sometimes I'll, I'll kind of teach kids. We've been doing some like different events and like, I don't know, just that feeling like I can totally relate to the feeling of like little kids asking you questions you never even thought of. And I don't know, just feeling like that like wow this is why I like what I do because like it is interesting and yeah so I think it comes it comes back to what you said too about like you know going in with this like idea that maybe they will be judgmental because I was um I have a customer at work and I was talking to him today about interviewing the young guys from my former program and I really went in with this attitude thinking like they were just going to be very arrogant and like this very false sense of confidence because like they are in the same field as me and like I'm a woman in their field and it's like what do you have to offer me but they came so humbly and they had such great questions and so it's really nice when when people can change your mind about like your assumptions about them too so yeah that's cool see so Um, let's see oh oh well I'll ask yeah so talk to us about like your your brook Owens um fellowship does that mean you're a mentor now or like is that an optional thing how does that work for you after you graduate yeah so now that I'm like an alum um there's still like opportunities to like get involved with things like for example recently they offered up a zero flight or like not zero g but like um they offered an opportunity to go on one of those airplanes that does like flips. So you feel like less gravity um, and you can like float around in the airplane. Um, We had to like, I'm pretty sure almost like every Brookie must have applied at that spot. I didn't win it sadly, but um, like they are still offer up opportunities for all the Brook Owens fellows because it's like a family. So once you're like, Brookie summer is over um you're still like a part of the Brookie family um and then yeah I am a mentor uh, this year so we actually just got our matches um like a couple days ago um so I haven't really talked to my mentee like a whole lot yet um but she goes to the University of Chicago um and her name is Audrey and so she's a 2022 Brook Owens fellow um so um all of them, like I was, are paired up with like an industry mentor and then a Brookie mentor. So um, that's like 
kind of what I'm doing right now. Um, oh, I also run the social media or like I run the social media. There's three of us who run it, but um, anytime you see Brooke Owens like tweet or an Instagram post, that's probably like posted by me. Um, so that's really fun. I like to do that because it helps me like stay connected with all the Brookies. Um, and I get to reach out and ask them for their stories and their pictures and whatnot and share what's going on. Uh, and we have like socials every once in a while and like catch up with everyone. I still talk to the, like my class, like constantly. That's interesting. So what do the numbers mean? I just wanted to ask really quick. We don't have to like gravitate here, but like the numbers really, cause you're a Brooke Owens fellow 21. So I guess at first I thought maybe it was your graduation year, but you graduate in 2022. So what does a 22 mean? So a 22 is just like anyone who's a Brooke Owens fellow or who became a Brooke Owens fellow this year. So it's like the year you became became a Brooke Owens fellow. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Cool. That's so cool that you're on the social media uh, of it. Uh, We'll have to like start reposting. I don't know actually if we follow the Brooke Owens page. So we'll have to like look more into it and start reposting stuff, especially since we know it's you. So yeah. So we just want to ask too, um, because we talked about it in the previous episode. uh, We wanted to know if you've done any other traveling recently. Well, um, Okay, last summer I went to, so last summer I was living in Texas, in Houston, um, and then I traveled to LA, and then I traveled to Virginia a couple times, Um, so, but since then, like, during the school year, the only time I've traveled was I went to, um, I went to Texas on a grad school visit and then I went to upstate New York because my sister had a baby. Um, <gasps> Where in so upstate I guess I, New York did you go? Um, where, where does she live? Um, That's Syrac- nobody knows. Oh, well, I definitely, I landed in the Syracuse airport, I think. <laughs> okay. Do you, you don't know where you went after that? I went like one hour away. I don't remember the name. <laughs> Well, I live two hours from Syracuse, so I'm trying to gauge whether you came to my hood or not. <laughs> I literally, why am I not remembering? I don't know why I can't remember the name. Wait, did I go to, or maybe I went to Albany. You know, I'm like bad with New York geography. <laughs> no, what's, where are the, where are the Finger Lakes? That's Syracuse, right? Oh, I went to Auburn. That's it. I went to Auburn. <laughs> okay. Sorry, like, I rarely go there. My sister has lived there for, like, years now, and I just, like, can never remember. But she's leaving anyway, so. Okay. Okay. Well, that's good. Then you don't have to remember it anymore. (laughs) Are you you taking any time? Like, I I don't know if I missed that. Like, when you finish your internship or. No, she isn't. She's doing everything back to back to back. Oh, yeah. No time. (laughs) <laughs> the time is like very unlucky because when I oh my gosh it was actually like a huge scare because like the boot camp for the training starts like and it only happens like once a year for the NASA job um and so she was like oh you have an internship like are you going to be able to do this and I was like internship as 12th and then she's like you would have to be here August 15th and I'm like oh I'll make it work. 
so we'll see it's gonna be that's gonna be a very stressful weekend but it'll be worth it as soon as you get your nasa vacation just take all of it all at once (laughs) (laughs) yeah and it will be exciting stuff so yeah Yeah. fun stuff to look forward to so right Um, and hopefully in the initial like straight training phases it won't be like super high stress level so yeah. 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 Fingers crossed for you. All right, let's get our game show going, Haley, and then we can release Harriet into um some extra time since she has a lot of coming up in her life right now. Welcome to Lash Emily Feud with your hosts slash contestants, um, slash opposing team members. Syrah and Haley. Today we have Harriet uh, and probably her parrot on a team, maybe if the parrot's around. Um, and so we want to ask what your team name is for, for the game. Thank you for coming to the game show, by the way. Oh, oh yeah, thanks, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have to have a team name? Oh. Um, it is required, yeah. It is I'll required. Just be play, team, yeah. I'll be Team Charlie. Okay, is Team Charlie. Is that your parrot's name? Yeah. Okay. We I was trying to remember what it was. Like, what? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we couldn't remember. We were both wrong in our guesses. Yeah. Um, so okay. So Haley, what's your team name? Uh, my team name is Team Um. Jesus. Ugh, I hate that. That's her boyfriend's name. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I um for some reason the word pyromaniac is in my head. So I'm going to name my team the Pyros. Oh, okay. I am the multiple Pyros. So. Very nice. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Well, so basically the game, um, I'm sure you can kind of guess uh, like what the style is going to be. Um, but we have a set of questions for you. And um, so basically you'll just try to guess what the, uh, well, I'll try to guess what the top answer to this set of questions is um you can see on the timer we've got 30 seconds for you and so you're going to answer first for every single question because well that's what we decided (laughs) (laughs) and And Harriet just so you know you're playing for a prize and since we're not playing for the prize the stakes are higher for you yep (laughs) (laughs) and so you'll have until uh it reaches 20 on the clock um then Either Syrah and I, or I will go, and then um, in the next 10 seconds, and then, yeah, I hope that made sense. <laughs> so to explain that a little bit better, <laughs> we have 30 seconds on the clock. Harriet, you will have a chunk of 10 seconds, so you'll think of an answer between 30 and 20. Then Haley, I'm deciding Haley's next, <laughs> since that explanation was horrible. <laughs> wow. So then Haley will answer from 20 to 10, and then I'll answer from 10 to 0. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. I'm really, really bad. I'm really bad at, like, trivia games and stuff. So I'm just letting you know now. Okay. It's just, it's not really a trivia question. It's just the top answer. So, like, an example would be, like, um name a type of animal and then you'd have 10 seconds to name a type of animal yeah okay yeah so nothing too crazy and by top answer there's not really a top answer yeah 
we just are going to see what you have to say. So we asked a hundred people and by a hundred people, we mean just me and Haley, um, that these questions, and we're going to ask you these, these same questions. And we're going to see if you can come up with things we previously thought of, but in the meantime, while the timer's going, we're going to try to think of new answers as well. And then at the end of the game, we'll tell you things we thought of previously. So if that okay. makes sense, let's get going. All right, Sire, do you want to do the first question? I would love to do the first question. So Harriet, oh, so Haley, ready to put that, that clock timer going as soon as I ask? Yep, we're good. All right, so the first question for you, Harriet, is name something you definitely shouldn't do on a spaceship. Well, this is going to sound terrible, but the first thing I think of is fart. <laughs> okay, Haley, go! Um, open a window to get some fresh air. <laughs> oh my gosh. Six, five, four, <laughs> three, two. Oh my gosh, I don't know! <laughs> I lost! I really oh lost my gosh. <laughs> Next question. I'm embarrassed. Okay. <laughs> All right. Name something you shouldn't eat before a flight simulation. Mexican food. <laughs> Very nice. Um, ooh, uh, maybe like a lot of like gummies, like gummy worms and gummy bears. Ooh, interesting. I'm going to go with tuna fish sandwich. Ooh. Yeah. Nice. All right, let's go to the next one. All right, we did good. All right. Sarah, do you want to? What's the craziest thing you could wear to a NASA interview? A flat earthers t-shirt. <laughs> That's so much better than anything we thought of. Okay, go. <laughs> um maybe like a like a competitor t-shirt, like a SpaceX t-shirt. <laughs> Ooh, I a tinfoil hat. Tinfoil hat. <laughs> that was good. All right. If you could go to the land of Oz, what skills would you ask the wizard for? I ask for a brain. <laughs> you already have one of those, so you can't answer that. But um, I'd ask for um, the abilities to fly, maybe. I would ask for um, voluntary mind reading. Like, I would get to turn it on and off. It's not on all the time. Oh, oh nice. Is that creepy? Oh, my God. Sarah, you go. Aggressive. Okay. Next slide. <laughs> Name something that rhymes with space station. <laughs> oh my god. Uh I literally don't know. Oh, you ran out of time. Uh, <laughs> but I'm about to as well. <laughs> Maceration. Um, staycation. You you That's had an long. answer before you, you wrote the question, I bet. <laughs> I thought of PlayStation, and I was like, no, that's the same word, so you can't say that <laughs> word. And I thought of vacation, and so staycation. Nice. All right. All right. Which that's animal Which right. animal would you have the hardest time being a... Wait, what is that clock? You didn't read oh, the question. Oh, is you're it? attacking her. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Which animal would have the hardest time being a pilot? 
And now you've no. got extra time, so. Yeah. A fish. Oh, pilot fish. <laughs> real fish. Um, oh, I don't know. Um, an elephant. I'm going to go with bats because they're like pretty blind-ish, right? Like, so they can't, they can't really see in the daytime that well. So I'm going to go with that. Yeah, they can only be a pilot at night. Gosh. Sorry, that, we couldn't hear the dinging on the other site. <laughs> All right. Is this the last? <laughs> okay. Name yeah. something you do after a boy tells you you can't work for NASA after wearing a NASA t-shirt. You get a job at NASA. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And with that, congratulations, Harriet. You won for getting that answer, uh, that very last question correct. Um, And pause the timer. (laughs) Sorry, let me pause the timer. (laughs) Um, For winning, this uh this game that we've played we plan on sending you a special prize um which will be a t-shirt hopefully with something cool on it uh maybe our podcast related so yeah <laughs> thanks for playing <laughs> yeah Yay. you can walk around with merchandise from a podcast that 48 people on average listen to every episode so <laughs> don't want to brag so, but <laughs> i love it awesome <laughs> Harriet thank you so much for coming on today I had fun uh I'm thinking Haley had fun and we hope you had fun too to share some of the updates that you have had um in the past year um been really cool to hear from you very inspiring um seeing your following grow even that even just that is inspirational to us and then finally achieving the thing you set out to do when you started school was get this job um at NASA so congratulations and thank you for taking an hour out of your time in this very busy period of your life to chat with us. We appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you both so much for having me. Yeah. Yeah. Thank, just thank you again for me too. Um, yeah. We're really proud of you and we're excited to keep hearing all the things that you do. Um, I guess for our listeners, make sure to go uh, follow Harriet on Instagram. What What is your Instagram name again? Is it Harriet the Carrot? Yeah. Okay, I just want to make sure I got that right. So yeah, Harriet the Carrot, follow her. Um, she's really inspiring on her social media platforms. I guess if you're if you're in the realm of following Harriet, you might as well follow us on our Instagram. Yeah, it's just free. putting that out there. Follow um, us, so. Yeah, we're, we're the Lash Cast on Instagram. We also have a Facebook page, and um, yeah, make sure to give us your feedback on the podcast, take the polls and the questions that we do on Spotify, um, or just reach out to us on Instagram in general as well. Thank you again to Harriet. Um, yeah, we'll stay in touch. So it was great having you on again. Awesome. Thanks, Thank you guys. Bye.